Hello and welcome to the first episode of Project Fast Break. This is obviously a podcast where I, your humble host, will be talking about NBA basketball topics. So I'm going to get right into it. This is the first episode. And obviously we have the coronavirus stuff and all that thing is going around. So the NBA season is canceled. So sad for all NBA fans. But you know, I've been, watch- I've been watching, enjoying the last dance and things like that and stuff. And seeing all that type of stuff. But I'll be talking about up until this point the NBA season. What is happening with certain teams. Maybe some players. I'm just going to be talking random basketball stuff probably it's not going to be necessarily some kind of like stream or necessarily one topic i will be talking about today but i think i'll get a little bit of everything here so i'm going to begin with talking about like the seeding and stuff with the western conference when the season ended and obviously we see the lakers are first clippers are second denver then Utah, Oklahoma, Houston, Dallas, and Memphis was the eighth seed. Um, but if you look at some of the teams that weren't um, uh, top top eight teams in the West, you have Portland, who was three and a half games behind Memphis, and they had only played I think 60, 66 games up to that point. So there was a lot of games left. And Memphis and New Orleans and Sacramento were both tied. And then San Antonio was a half a game behind all those teams. And then Phoenix was only two games behind San Antonio. So it was super close with like, I think there were like 12 or 13 games left for a lot of teams. Something like that. And it really seemed like some of these teams, like, yep, they a lot of stuff could have happened in those couple of games. But since um, the NBA season's canceled, and even if the NBA season does start back again, which they, th- they say I think is going to start back either next month or the month after that, I don't know how many games they're going to actually play to end up the season because I don't think they're going to go straight into the playoffs. That wouldn't be very... um. That wouldn't really be very good for a lot of the players because that's just yeah I've been playing basketball for like two three months go out there and go in the playoffs where you like that's that's not gonna work probably so they have to play at least a, a few games before the playoffs I'm not sure how many games they're gonna be able to since I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna want to start back the regular NBA season during the regular season time, which would be in like the middle to the end of October, which is gonna be weird because the season, if the season does start back next month, it's probably not gonna end, especially with all the playoff stuff until June, sometime in June at least. At least, because if it starts in the beginning of next month, but I don't think starting in the beginning of next month, though, I have to research that one. But it's gonna be a little bit confusing, I think, for a lot of fans coming back to the game. Like, what is this? My team had like 16 games left, and we were only two or three games out of the playoffs. 
blah blah blah. And there's obviously if there's if there's only like four games before the day start the playoffs or something like that. For like a team like Portland and New Orleans, even if they win all the next four games, Memphis is three and a half games ahead of them. If Memphis just wins one game, they're they're go it doesn't matter if Portland wins all of them. So things like that is gonna be a little bit tough. If, if that does happen for those teams who are just on the edge or on the looking glass on the outside looking in and saying we really have a chance to get into the playoffs and maybe even cause an upset or something obviously if you're the eighth or seventh seed it's gonna be really hard because you'd be going over, um, going up against that Los Angeles Lakers and uh, Los Angeles Clippers teams and those those two teams are ridiculous at this point because one has LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the other has Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Lou Williams and a number of cast members on that team plus you have the great coach of Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers does not get enough credit I'm just gonna say that but and then Denver had a really good season. Denver actually had a chance to pass Clippers for the second seed in the West. They're I think one and a, they're one and a half games behind them, so very possible. The even the year is like say four games or something before playoffs or something like that. They could still probably possibly pass them for that number two seed. Um, but that's gonna be a little bit rough or t should I say tough for the teams that were just on the outside looking looking in thinking that they may have had or have a shot of making the playoffs I just think they have to get themselves prepared as much as possible so when the season starts back they can still have a chance or give themselves a chance to actually make the playoffs but I'm gonna move on now to the Eastern Conference, of course, and one through eight, the teams are listed one through eight are we're basically sealed up that they're gonna make the playoffs because Orlando is the eighth seed and Washington's the ninth, and Washington's like five and a half games behind. Them. I mean, it's possible that they could pass them, but five and a half games is quite a lot of games especially when there's only like 16 left in the season so Washington would have had to go through a huge pretty huge winning streak to pass up Orlando because all Orlando had to do was win like six or so games of like the last 16 to make the playoffs or like seal it up at least and then behind Washington was Charlotte and they're one and a half games behind them so it's been really tough for the ninth, those ninth and tenth seed teams to make it, and everybody under them really didn't have a chance at all. I mean, Chicago's only a game behind Charlotte, but we know Chicago ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> and even if they did manage to make the playoffs as an eighth seed, what do you think they're gonna do going up against Milwaukee? <laughs> like, who's stopping Giannis? Who's guarding Chris? All these types of stuff. I mean, yeah, that would have been a four-game series. If they're lucky, a five-game series. But no longer than that. 
But let's get into the teams that were going to make the playoffs for the Eastern Conference. Even though not all of them necessarily like secured a playoff spot before the season ended, we all knew they were going to make the playoffs. It was obvious. So Milwaukee's obviously number one. Toronto's number two. Boston's three. Miami fourth. Indiana fifth. Uh, Philadelphia six, the Brooklyn seventh, and Orlando is the eighth seed. Milwaukee would have went up against Orlando if that's how. If we're gonna go off of these and say playoff bracket, Milwaukee would have went after Orlando. Should they should really sweep that series? If they don't, that be that would be surprising. But it's definitely not going longer than five games for sure. Brooklyn against Toronto. I mean, Brooklyn, like, their team is just like, maybe they could, like, win a few games. And I'm not saying, they're not beating Toronto go to the next round. I'm just like, how many, I think they would be able to win at least one game. But, like, it's, it's like a thing where it'd be like, how many games would they be able to win? And honestly, Toronto's able, would is perfectly capable of sweeping Brooklyn. But I think Brooklyn's a team where they would be able to win at least one game if they really put their minds towards it. Boston against Philadelphia, that would be an interesting one. I think Philadelphia, especially since they were so they're so good at home, they only lost two games at home this season. And Bucks don't get enough credit for how great they play at home either because Bucks are 28 and 3 at home. I mean, they only have 12 losses in total, anyways. But that's just, they only have one more loss than Philadelphia. And people have been crediting Philadelphia for their amazing home field play. But no one's really talking about how Milwaukee's so good at home just because they're winning so many games. But, like, if you first in Milwaukee in their home stadium, you're probably going to lose no matter who you are, whether you're the Lakers, Clippers, or whatever, at least in the regular season. The playoffs is a whole different game, but if we're going off of regular season things, Milwaukee, unstoppable at home, basically. But um, Boston versus Philadelphia series would be interesting. I would like to see... Um, who Philadelphia would necessarily put on Jason Tatum, I think would be Ben Simmons, who makes the most sense. They're about the same height-ish. They, their play styles aren't the same, of course, but they're two like forwards that can hand the ball, can make plays. Obviously, Ben Simmons is the better defender out of both of them, but Jason Tatum is the better scorer. So it would be interesting seeing those two young guys go after it. Also, another um, similar player, at least in terms of age and stats and things like that, Pascal in Toronto. I'm I'm from Toronto. I live in Toronto. I'm not from um, Jamaican, but I live in Toronto. But um, Pascal has been great this season. I think he's averaging. I th- him and Jason Tatum stats are almost are basically identical like there's very little difference between their stats throughout like every single category like even like PER and things like that it's basically the same I think they're both averaging around like 23 and a half points maybe 24 points per game around that same around rebounds assists things like that 
Well, the play styles are very different. I was how, and I got a lot of this information from B Ball Breakdown on YouTube. Shout out to him, man. Makes great content on there. I love watching his videos. Great. <clears throat> but you have, and when I was watching the video, I was like, yeah, that's so true. Like, but their play styles are so different, which is so crazy that players can have such similar stats but play like totally different types of games even though they're both big forwards i mean jason Tatum's not that big like he's i guess he's fairly average but because he's like around 6 8 i think the league average high is 6 7 so he's just slightly above league average basically league average but pascal's pascal might be i think pascal 6 9 6 10 around that height he looks around that height when he's on the court but that just might be because he's lanky he might actually be 6'8 but to me he looks around 6'9 or 6'10 but he dis a lot of his points off with fast breaks things like that and he likes he doesn't mind going to the you know bad to the basket maybe do a little shimmy and go like with the layup or maybe a baby hook or something like that he he quite likes to do that but I feel like obviously Pascal if you're talking about defense, Pascal and Ben Simmons have Jason Tatum beat. But offensively, even though Pascal and Jason Tatum's offensive numbers are so identical, offensive um, Jason Tatum's obviously the off better offensive scorer because he's able to create his own shot a lot easier, a lot cleaner than Pascal is. Pascal gets a lot of his points like with the, playing within the team system like with plays or he, like they're passing the ball around Pascal's open in the corner takes a three or fast break someone gets the rebound they throw it up the court to Pascal it's not like Pascal can create his own shot and he does it often enough in games or just like yeah this guy if they need if he needs to get his shot off with him dribbling the ball he can do it you know but it's not on the same type of level that Jason or even to an extent Ben. But the reason I don't like to say Ben Simmons as much is because Ben doesn't like to shoot. Like I mean, you don't have to like to shoot, but at least attempt. attempt. And I'm not saying change up your entire play style. A lot of people are just like, Ben, you don't shouldn't force Ben to shoot. That's not his play style. But I'm, I'm saying, like, if you're trying to be an elite player in the league, trying to be one of the best, if not the best player in the NBA, you got to evolve. You got to change your game. Especially do it now when you're a younger player. Don't wait until you're 30 years old to finally try to get a jump shot, you know? Because if you look at all the grades... The league all is always changing. LeBron has had to change his game since he's in the league. He's had to try new things, get outside of his comfort zone to become the player he is today. Because if LeBron, because LeBron is shooting a lot more threes now than he used to, obviously his percentage isn't amazing or anything like that. But he's shooting more now because he realizes the game has changed. You need to have a jump shot even if you're a great player because when if everybody's shooting threes and you're just out down down your damn two pointers the, the team that's making all those threes is gonna win in the end of the day you gotta change your game to 
to make sure you win. And the way Ben Simmons plays is not necessarily winning basketball. You saw it last year in the playoffs when he was versus Toronto up against Kawhi. And Kawhi and Toronto, even though Toronto's is quite, they shoot threes quite often, but I don't think it's like on the level. It's not on the level of all their teams, but I think they are above average. I think they're like 10th or so in the league. But, but when they're going against Toronto, if you just stop Ben Simmons from doing his drive game or anything like that, it's over for him because he can't do anything else. He can't go on the, go on the perimeter and shoot threes, similar to what they also did to Giannis. But he can't go on the perimeter and start shooting threes because, you know, another because he doesn't have a jump shot. And also, he, he can't even really play make like he's used to doing because... How Ben Simmons gets a lot of his assists or gets a lot of his teammates involved in the game is having the ball in his hand, driving to the hoop, collapsing the defense, and passing the ball to someone on the perimeter or something like that, or passing it to a center in the paint if the center clap goes to help de- help defend him or whatever like that. But if if they're completely shutting off all your passing zones and they're stopping you from going to the basket to try to get a layup or a dunk, what else can you do? And we saw in that series that he really wasn't able to do anything. So that's why the reason I, out of those three guys, I think those are the three best young guys in the Eastern Conference right now. And they're probably going to be the three, the, the big three of the East into the future as well. I'm, I mean, of course, Giannis is going to be the biggest of the East, but we'll see what he does in free agency. That's going to be interesting. But, like, if we're talking about like those type of guys, yeah, they're going to be, like, they're definitely going to be up there. They're definitely going to be top 20, top 10 players in their prime. So that's what, that's what I think, at least. You could probably even make a case that they already are. I mean, not. I don't think all three of them are top 10, but... I think all three of them are probably all top 20 in the league right now. I would put them over a lot of other players in the league. But, yeah. And then, let me get to the other, the the last two teams that would be going off against each other, which would be Miami and Indiana. Which, Indiana's a good team, everything like that. But I just... I don't I they always do fairly well in the regular season, but they don't have a player where I'm just like, yeah, he gonna go out there, he gonna get buckets, he gonna clap up the other best player on the team, and he's just gonna really help drive his team to the win. They're a very team orient, uh, like team oriented team, but like it's not just really one player that just guides and leads the team it's, it's a collective all together which isn't bad but when you don't have a player where you're in the fourth quarter it's a close game and you can just give him the ball and like you can trust him that he's gonna go out there and get a bucket I don't think we can be able to win especially in the playoffs like that I mean if you have that player and you play very collective but then when it comes down to when there's only three minutes left in the game you can give him the ball and it basically becomes a 1v5. And you can trust him to do stuff out there. I don't, they don't have a player like that where I can really do that. So I would have to take Miami in a series like that 
because they have a ton of pieces on that team. They do play as a collective. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, close game, you know who the ball is going to go, who's going to go at Jimmy Butler. You can really trust them to go out there, clamp up the best player on the other team, and get you a bucket. Because last year when he was on Philadelphia against Raptors, he was doing a damn good job on Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi still got his buckets. But, I mean, like at times it seemed like he was the only person scoring for Philadelphia. Like, he, if Jimmy Butler was not on that Philadelphia team last year, that series would not, no way, no way in hell would that series went seven games. That series would have done, been finished in five, maybe six games. But there is no way that series is going to seven. There is no way we're seeing that amazing, fluke, lucky, whatever you want to call it, Kawhi shot in the corner to win that game. Or that series there's no way Jimmy Butler needs more props Jimmy Butler is a beast he would win that series for Miami by himself if he has to and then so if we're talking about that that's just first round if I'm going to second round now um, I would think that all of the top four teams would win their first round matchups but Philadelphia and Boston is one of those where I really think it could possibly go either way. I think it just depends on which team wins the right games and gets the momentum at the right time in that series. But I'm just going to hedge my bets on Boston and see they make it past that round. And then it would be Milwaukee versus Miami. I think Milwaukee would win that series. Toronto versus Raptors, interesting series. I think that would go to 6 or 7. Um, I think they they would play against each other fairly well. Uh, Tatum versus Pascal matchup would be really really interesting to see in the playoffs, especially since they already know they have similar stats. And more than likely, they'd probably be guarding each other, especially since because of height and ability and all that types of things. So it'll be really good, cool, and to see two really good young budding star players go up against each other in the playoffs and see. Who's going to go out there and win the game? We saw what Tatum did to LeBron in that, those playoffs two years ago. And we saw the amount of work and effort Pascal put in last year in that championship run for Toronto. And we know he can go out there and have big, big performances in the playoffs. Because I think... um. Was it the first or second game against Golden State? Pascal had like 30, at least 30 points. I think he had like 35 points. And he was just beasting out there, Andre Mon. And at the time last year, even though Draymond wasn't quite as good as his defensive player of the year, didn't he win defensive player of the year 2018? So I think he was come off of a defensive player of the year. It might have been earlier. But I think he was coming off a of defensive curve here. And he was, and Pascal was just giving him work. Of course, that season we saw a decline or whatever. But Pascal's giving him work. Everybody on the Golden State, he was giving work that game. He was getting bucket after bucket. And we can't forget Van Vliet in game six of that Golden State series. Wow. Like, fourth quarter, close game, Van Vliet comes out just like, I'ma hit like six threes. I'ma end it by myself. I was like, damn. Family really came out here to win a chip, man. Ooh. 
as a as a Toronto citizen, man, that got me hyped. The Marvel go for it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> oh, I wish I could time travel back and just experience that game. That game was absolutely that series. Even though it wasn't quite as competitive as that Philadelphia series, because that Philadelphia series was super fun to watch. Like Toronto had a ton of good series last year. Um, the first series when they go up against, I think it was Orlando, and it was whatever. But every series after that was super, super, super entertaining to watch. The next, um, after them, they versed Philadelphia, which went to Game 7, and had one of the greatest series ending shots. I think it's the only series ending shot, I'm not sure, in Game 7, ever by Kawhi. And that went Game 7, and it was just back and forth the entire series. Who People were wondering, yo, what's going to happen, all this type of stuff. But, you know... And then we, they went up against the Bucks, and Raptors were down 2-0 in the series. And then they go home, and they start winning, winning, winning. They do us, um, like, what is it I even called it? But after the first two games, they swept the Bucks after that. And just four games straight, and then went to the Golden State. Had some super, super close, entertaining games. Obviously, some guys got injured on Golden State or whatever but it was a super entertaining series to watch and they won that chip man obviously this year I I don't think Raptors even have a chip <sighs> to make the finals I think they might have a little chance because I think it's 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 not impossible to beat the Bucks. it's just gonna be really tough but I think out of the teams in in the East, Toronto's definitely gonna be one of those teams that have a chance to beat the Bucks. Another team that I actually say if they do make it far enough, or if they maybe get their right stride or players really come out there and hoop for them, is Miami. I think they would actually have a pretty good chance. They're they're, they're long, they're strong. They have a really good mindset on the defensive end. They they are already have some really good defensive players. Jimmy Butler is one, uh, all, um, one of the best defenders in the league. Then you have Bam, who's a bigger kind of guy. Chupan Giannis, who's a good defender, has enough lateral quickness where if Giannis is not going to completely beat him off the dribble like that, they have enough big guys that can stand in that paint after something like that and then really can just pick him up and try to stop him right there. So that's also a team. Boston... I don't think they don't, they have enough like length necessarily to to beat a, a Milwaukee team. I think it just all comes down to matchups when you're going up against Milwaukee, unless you just have overwhelming talent like a Lakers or a Clippers teams where I can be like it's not necessarily even about length. I think they just have more talent than them that they would just beat them. But in the East, I think it's more about matchups more than necessarily talent. And when he goes up against the Bucks, but you know, that's all stuff that can change and players get injured, and who knows what will and can happen in the playoffs. Last year's playoffs was one of the most weird, crazy, exciting, all types of stuff playoffs. And how am I forgetting about Damian Lillard's game? Winning shot 
against OKC in the first round. Oh my gosh, yo. <laughs> that was a ridiculous shot. And Paul George, I like I feel bad for him because he was not playing bad defense. Cause he was playing pretty decent defense there. Cause he didn't want to press too much on Dame up there. Cause if he drives past him there, nobody's back to China help him. So he was like probably in the best position he probably could be in that situation to try to stop him. But Dame just Dame just just, just made the shot. Like he took it and he made it and he owned it and he's the swag after the shot. I gotta give him it, bro. Cause yo, he was just I wave him by. Wow, everybody was going crazy. It was a crazy shot. Oh my goodness, bro. I can't wait for basketball to come back right now. And I want to see some more moments like that. Like, those are the moments that basketball players and fans live for, bro. Cause especially when you're a player and you're in those moments and this. The clock is winding down. Close game. You made the shot. You win. You go out. You all side. Everyone's saying, oh, big shot. You a hero. Yo, you the best. You the go. All this stuff. And then as a, as a fan, if you're supporting the team, it's like, oh, my. Oh, you Like, especially in those you might not have no chance when you're up against the next round. The team has all the best players you could think of. But... In that moment, you think you' about to go and beat every single team by the goal, go to the best player in the world, smack him around, beat him up, and go win a chip or something like. You really, some you really be in those type of moods. You people really be in those type of moods, and they'll go on Instagram, go on conversations, start calling around like we gonna beat you guys next round, we gonna destroy you, and then they get swept, and and they're just like, damn. Damn, we really just got our ass whooped. <laughs> but those those are great, great moments. And even the losses, even the tough losses, you, you gotta take those. And it also may hurt, but you'll, you'll look back at them like, man, that was a great game, a great series. There was that team to beat us. Or sometimes it'd be like, it was just complete annihilation. It was just. It was just beast, and at times like that, you kind of just have to enjoy what the other team's doing. Don't even try to root for your team; just enjoy the, the game at that point, because your team ain't gonna win. So, but it, it's, it's 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 those type of moments that you really love as a basketball fan, and a lot of them happen in the playoffs, especially after Kobe's passing this year. I think all of us as NBA fans really. Want, if they're gonna continue and end the season, we really want it to be special. We want it to be a season that we can remember, not only because of the coronavirus, but because of all of the things that the players will do and everything like that. And I'm, I'm gonna end this podcast soon, this episode soon, this first episode. But before I end it, I want to give out props to all the medical workers that are really trying their best, really trying to make a difference, really trying to save people's lives. Cause you know that's a tough job to do somebody's gotta do a lot of people wouldn't wake up in the morning and go out there in a place where they know they could get sick with a deadly disease and die but a lot of y'all go out there and do it I mean but sometimes when you're home or anything like that try to strike you not distract but like try to get away from it you know 
get your mind because that's also a lot of stress you don't want to stress yourself out like that so like you know ways you can de-stress from hard days of work like that we're dealing with all those patients you know come listen to this podcast enjoy it with me and you know you know like send me a message on instagram or something like that anything like that ig is next gen hooper well, next underscore gen underscore hooper for like 14 or something like that something like that but yeah some of us or something like that whatever but yeah shout out to you guys and shout out to everybody else also listening to this podcast i hope you really enjoyed it i mean it wasn't really necessarily anything i was really really talking about i kind of talked about a, a lot of things here in this 30 odd minutes that I've been recording but I feel like it's been really good recording uh, recording right now it's not has been perfect or anything like that no scripts I don't really look at the standings and stuff and what I would think would happen playoffs things like that it's mostly in the east as well but it was I think it was pretty pretty decent stuff <laughs> But if you guys enjoy this podcast, this episode of this podcast, like it, share it, send me a message or something like that. You know, do all the regular stuff. And I hope you guys come tune in to the next episode of Project Time Out. And it's your boy signing out. Peace.